Hello and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to um, download an episode and listen today. Uh, thank you for continuing to download episodes. If you're a regular listener, thank you for sharing with friends and family. Um, and if you're a new listener, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Time of this recording, we've just surpassed 3,500 downloads, which is totally a God thing. It's not anything that I'm doing. It is just all Him, and I'm just so thankful for that, so thankful that um, people would want to hear the Word um, and study it more. And I would invite you just to continue to share. And um, I've prayed for you this morning that God would continue to give you a hunger and a thirst for Him and for time in His Word, and that uh, through the power of His Holy Spirit, He would give you more understanding. And I pray that you will, um, with that hunger, want to spend more time not just listening um, to me or to some other teacher, but to really dig into the Word for yourself. You know, when I started um, this process, when God put it on my heart, um, over two years ago, to start searching for verses of the day. Even before that, for about a year or two, he had really laid on my heart um, when I was trying to decide what what Bible study I was going to do at the beginning of a new year. He said, and in my spirit, it was like, just me, just the Word, just me. And that is not to say that other Bible studies are not just so important and so useful. I've learned so much from wonderful teachers, and I still do. But at that time in my life, at that season, um, the Lord was saying to me, I don't want you to read what I have given other people. I just want you to read what I've given you in the Word. And that started such a wonderful journey. I have grown so much because um, while teachers are helpful, and I hope I'm helpful to uh, point you to the Word, the ultimate teacher is uh, the Holy Spirit. You know, he was, God inspired men to write these words by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we have the Holy Spirit inside us, we have that teacher inside us, but we have to slow down. We have to take the time. We have to try to get rid of distractions and he will just continue to show us and teach us. And that's what I'm hoping to do with you in this podcast is to show you um, how he can how his word confirms his word and um, and maybe give you skills for you to be able to search and do this on your own as well. Well, friend, he is faithful. If you ask um, for that direction and that understanding, it may not come in just a minute like a lightning bolt, but he will give it the more you seek and the more you search. I love this from Jeremiah 33, Chapter 3, it says, Call to me, and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. He is just so faithful, so faithful to teach his children, uh, but we have to uh, want that. We have to uh, desire to be closer to him, and I pray that you will. So today, we are back in the book of Ephesians, our verse for the day for February the thirteenth um, of two thousand twenty-two was found in the book or the letter to the Ephesians in Ephesians two thirteen, and it reads as follows from the ESV: "But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. 
Oh my, there is so much material in just these few words here that I don't know that we can get to all of it, but I pray that God will help uh, help me to share the high points with you, and then you can go back and do more searching and studying on your own, Lord willing. So again, as I mentioned, we're back in the book of Ephesians. We talked about um a verse in Ephesians just five days ago, so I did a lot of background on that uh, February the 8th episode about um, more about Paul and about the Ephesian church, but I'll just recap it if you're a first-time listener, and it's always good to to just rejog your memory, and I tell you this repetition, I worried, um, or in the past I've worried about, well, I've already talked about such and such verse, or I've already um, used that as a reference, but you cannot read and reread and reread and reread and restudy God's Word too much. And when you start to get a, a glimpse of how it all fits together, it's just such a joy and such a comfort. And it's really neat to come back to these verses that you're getting to know uh, more and more. It just uh, just cements it down in your depths, down in your heart. And so um, I think repetition is good. And the Lord repeated things over and over uh, throughout the scripture. And it's just so neat to see that. But again, this is a letter written by the Apostle Paul uh, to the church at Ephesus. And we know that because in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we talked about that Ephesus was a... Uh, one of the church that one of the churches that had been established on Paul's missionary journeys. We think that Priscilla and Aquila, who are mentioned in the book of Acts, who were uh, fellow workers with Paul, um, were probably the ones who um, really helped to get this started. And Paul went himself and um, was there for some time, um, teaching and preaching and and. Uh, pastoring the church in Ephesus, and then we know that after Paul left, but he left Timothy to stay there and um, continue, and we see that um, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that um, you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, and um, so Paul had a long-running uh, relationship with the Ephesians, and uh, we read, and we'll see in today's um, today's reading, that the Ephesians uh, started out as Gentiles. They were non-Jews, and um, so Paul spends this time in this letter that he wrote from prison. It's one of the prison epistles. Uh, along with uh, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. He um, spends time talking about the spiritual blessings that they have in Christ and then goes on to uh, tell more, as we read about in chapter uh, 2, about God's grace and the salvation that comes only by His grace and not by works. And it's by grace through faith, not by works. And... um, Then we get um, up to today's passage, and I'm going to back up a couple of verses because I think we need this whole context, as as I mentioned over and over and over again, 
Context is so important. We can't just pull out one verse and make all of our doctrine or um, our uh, position or anything else just with one verse. It has to, um, we have to see where it falls in Scripture, and it needs to be confirmed by other Scriptures. <clears throat> and so be very wary of uh, teachers who will just pick one verse and hang all their hat, so to speak, on that one verse. Um, this is how you'll know what the truth is. You need to be in God's Word so that you will be able to tell what is true and what is not and if they're off base or whatnot. So we'll start today in uh, backing up in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, and um, we'll read through our verse for the day. It says, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace." and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Oh my, so much, so much doctrine here, so much foundational truth So when we park back in our verse today, and it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We need to understand what Paul means by once you were far off. Um, And he tells us in the the verses ahead and the verses after our verse for the day. But So what does it mean to be far off? Well, back up, he says in verse 11, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles, or so you non-Jews, in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. So the big deal here is, and we see this throughout, throughout the New Testament, especially in Paul's letters, um, and we've talked about this several times in previous episodes, Um, There were laws set forth um, in the Old Testament time, um, the Abraham, um, the laws and covenants given to Abraham and the laws, well, actually the covenant given to Abraham and the laws given to Moses um, about what his people, what the chosen people of Israel uh, were supposed to do. And there was this great hostility between those who were circumcised and those who were uncircumcised. And um, that was a, a covenant made by God with Abraham as a reminder in the flesh of the covenant that God made with Abraham. And I think it's important to go back and read a little bit about that. And so we're going to go back to uh, Genesis Chapter 12, verse uh, 3, and it's in God's talking to Abram. This is because before he was called Abraham, and it says, I will bless those who bless you, 
And him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families. That included uh, the Jews and the Gentiles. And this is before they were really called uh, Jewish, okay? Because Abraham was the father of all those nations and all those who were coming after. Um, but here we read about the uh, covenant of circumcision and when it was given to Abraham in Genesis, or given to Abram, and his name was changed in Genesis chapter 17. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. Um, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God." And he continues in uh, verse 9, he says, And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He is he who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised every male throughout all your generations, whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring. Both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall be shall surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh as an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So this was the big deal. Um, if if the men were not circumcised, then they were seen as not being in that covenant um, that God had made with Abraham. And so there was the circumcision party and the uncircumcision party. And then later there was, so that was the Abrahamic covenant. And then later there's the Mosaic covenant where God gave Moses all the laws and the regulations and the rules about how to live. And so those were carried down through all all this time. And God had given to Moses um, all the rules about uh, worship and uh, the priest and the priesthood and the sacrifices that need to be made to atone for sins. And when Jesus came, of course, we read in Romans 10, 4, he was the end of the law for righteousness who all who would believe. Um, he His sacrifice took care once and for all for everything. Um, but there were still those, there were still the groups who were the, um, who thought that the only way you could get to God was by following the law. And we've talked about that over and ago, over again in several previous episodes. Um, that no longer did you have to follow the law or by works or by doing what um, uh, had been set forth in the law. There was nothing you could do. It had to all be by faith. And it's very interesting that um, when God gave this covenant to Abram, 
And Abram believed him, and that Abraham, um, Abram, Abraham believed him that his belief was credited to him, his faith was credited to him as righteousness. It wasn't anything that he did, and that's the same thing with Jesus. Our faith in him is what makes us be right before God. So it's not anything in our flesh. It's not any works or anything like that. So when you read back here in in the verses leading uh, up to our verse for the day, it says, Remember that you were at at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So he was saying, you know, you didn't have, um, you weren't a part as a Gentile of this commonwealth of Israel. You were strangers to those covenants, the Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant that we just talked about. You had no hope and you were without God in the world. But now... But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And he goes on to say, you know, he's broken down that wall of hostility and the, making these two groups as one, one family of God in which all of the nation, you know, he had told Abraham, through you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so there would be uh, no more separation um, it's one family of God. And I love this in Romans. We, we've read this before. Um, but if we back up to Romans chapter 3, verse 20, 21, it says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus by whom God, I'm sorry, whom God put forward as a propitiation or an appeasement by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he's passed over former sins. And then we see in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And in Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 19, it said, For in him, Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile or to bring back to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. It's all... But um, we go back to our verse today um, in Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, who were separated, who were alienated, who were who there was such hostility against, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Oh, friend, that is just such a blessing because most of us who are listening today are Gentiles. Most of us, um, it is likely we're not Jewish by birth. And so... 
God had made his original covenant with Abraham by faith, and then later he had the um, Abraham's son Isaac, and Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had the 12 um, sons, and those were the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. It's those that were uh, those chosen people that were pulled out who um, God gave Moses the covenants and the law to give to about how they should live. And then it was those people who were supposed to live a separate life. It's those people who were the Jewish people who were um, uh, really just hanging on to those laws. Um, But they had also been given the prophecy that one was coming, that a Messiah was coming, and and that um, he was going to be their one king. And um, that, that Messiah is Jesus. That Messiah, Jesus, was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect, unblemished, spotless sacrifice for everyone, for all the world. um, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, All along, God's plan was that all the families of the earth would be blessed, as we saw that he told Abraham in Genesis Genesis chapter 12. So this is such a blessing. Um, In Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Oh, my. And I just feel led to show you um, something really neat um, that about circumcision and uncircumcision. As we talked about that separation, the alienation was because of the two groups, the Gentile and the Jew. Um, but all the way back in Deuteronomy, so when um, God had given Moses the law and they had been following the covenant that God had given Abraham for many years, <clears throat> about circumcision, and then came the law. But um, Moses told them, um, let's see, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 16, it says, Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart, and no longer be stubborn. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. And then you go over to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6, and it says, And the Lord, let's see, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. So this idea of of the heart being right as being the main the main way that we would be right with God was not new. It was not just a New Testament thing. And if the people had been able to see that all along, that it's a matter of the heart. And we talked about this yesterday. Um, It really is a matter of the heart. And so that circumcision was a symbol of putting off, uh, both a symbol of a covenant, but also putting away sin because it's sin that separates us from God. But his blood, the blood of Jesus, uh, the blood of that sacrifice is what... Um, what brought us back near. That's what made us uh, be in right relationship with God the Father. And, oh, we need to thank Jesus for the blood. Thank him for shedding his blood for you. I thank him for shedding uh, his blood for me and for the whole world, because otherwise we would have stayed far off, alienated from him, and then would be separated from him 
and God the Father eternally um, if we didn't have this precious gift of grace and this gift of salvation that he's given. And I love this from Galatians chapter 6, verse 15. It says, For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So that reconciliation, that bringing back, that bringing away from far to near and making everything um, good between the two parties is what we have. Oh, friend, I pray that this has been a blessing to you today, and I want to just remind you to read God's Word, to study God's Word to live God's word and to share God's word. And I'm going to close with this little passage from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places, that's to come back near, by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Blessings to you, friend. Until next time.